Welcome to Brick House with Bob Johnson and Matt Baker. back with another episode of brick house i'm bob johnson and i'm matt baker if people want to find us they can find us at brick house pod i'm at hey it's matt baker go to brickhousepodcast.com we can find old episodes and you can email us through there uh it's it's been a wonderful week as always it's so wintry cold in los angeles yeah i, I think it, I, I think it got below 70 today <laughs> yeah right uh, we want to catch our listeners up with the goings-on in the NBA. It's not even two months still until the trade deadline, but oh, yeah. there is some action. Oh, yeah. Markel Fultz, baby. <laughs> we'll get to that. Before we uh, we talk and talk about the exchanges going on, we got to talk about an exchange on a new podcast between Stephen Curry and Kent Bazemore and Vince Carter. Andre Iguodal was also involved. These guys got a new show I think they just saw the success of Road Trip, and when on episode five, Kyrie Irving announced mm-hmm. that the world was flat right. and skyrocketed their their show to the top of iTunes. <laughs> we got another planetary conspiracy on uh, the Ringers podcast. I love it. Steph Curry said, it was a very short clip. I'm sure you've all heard about it by now, but if you haven't listened to the actual podcast, the clip that they play on the internet internet that's two seconds long is yeah. the entirety of the discussion. So they don't go back and forth on it. It's just that. He doesn't continue to double down on his insanity like Kyrie Irving. Well, which, the, you know, there's oh. plenty of time yeah. <laughs> to expand. So Steph Curry says, we ever been to the moon? And the collective response was just, nope, 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 nope. And then he just says, well, I don't want to start any conspiracy theories. End of conversation. Wait, so he's the only one getting a hard time for this and everybody said no? That's right. Then they switched the topic to golf. Kent Bazemore is a real golf enthusiast since becoming a a multimillionaire. Sure. I don't know what it was. One day I didn't like golf. Then I signed that contract and... Now I love golf. And Curry is legitimately a good golfer, right? Like he That's what I've heard. Yeah, he's just uh, one handicap, one over par, I think. Sweet. Still don't know what that means, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I listened to an interview this year with Damien Chazelle, uh, writer-director of the new Neil Armstrong movie, First Man. Right. La La Land, right? That's right, yeah. He yeah. said he said faking the live broadcast around the world from the moon mm-hmm. would have been even more impossible than faking the moon landing, which, of course, uh, you know, would have been tough. In one of the conspiracy sites that I looked up, there was a claim that if you zoom in on the reflection of Neil Armstrong's mask, you can see a person holding a camera who's not wearing a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. You're nodding like you've heard this one before. Sure. No, it makes total sense. I've been watching Doctor Who a lot lately, so okay. it's probably Doctor Who who did that. Oh, who's, uh, he doesn't need a spacesuit? Yeah, no, he was there. Okay, anyway, but continue. Well, I thought it was funny because if you zoom in on Ryan Gosling's face in almost any movie that mm-hmm. he's in, you can tell he's not acting because he literally doesn't move or say any <laughs> words of dialogue. Yeah, right. He's incredibly handsome, though. Just so handsome. Drive, great movie. He was so handsome in that. 
NASA has now offered to uh, show Stephen Curry evidence of the moon landing, and mm-hmm. they're they're hoarding. It sounds like they have a Fort Knox of moon rocks at uh, at the Houston NASA <laughs> <Yeah>. Center. <laughs> Fort Knox moon rocks. Yeah, lost in all of the the moon nonsense was a lot of other funny details from the podcast. I recommend it. It's still a watered down road tripping, but mm-hmm. but funny. Mm-hmm. I think what would have stood out if Curry didn't put this moon landing stuff in there, and maybe this is why he says Trey Young should really cut his hair. You know, these guys are Atlanta Hawks players, right. and their new rookie teammate is constantly compared to Steph Curry. Right. He just thinks his hair is. Uh, is a mess. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Enough about Steph and, and NBA players denying facts. Let's check in on some of the personnel changes this week on huh, Matt. So last week the Bulls fired their coach, Fred Hoiberg, right? And I don't think that they have made the turnaround that management was hoping for. But maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What happened this week is Jim Boylan's taken over. Right. Okay. After back-to-back games, he holds this two-and-a-half-hour practice where he decides he's going to introduce himself. First time as an NBA head coach. Right. Get these young whippersnappers to turn it around, you know, from their intentionally losing season that was put together with a terrible management, either intentionally or not, to put together a team designed to lose games. Right, right, right. He had them doing push-ups. Zach Levine doing push-ups, oh, man. man. Okay. Can you imagine? They're yeah. running suicides. These are not what NBA players are used to ever, but especially not after back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Just completely unheard of. Right. They play two games. They have this practice. Then they have a game against the Boston Celtics. What happens, Bob? They don't score a single point. Boston gets up 17 to nothing, okay. I believe, All as, right. as how it started out. Yeah. So in the second quarter, Jim Boylan's seen enough. He subs out all five starters at the same time and puts in a new squad to try and you know rejuvenate the lineup. Well, it's also good for tanking purposes, but continue. <laughs> this doesn't go that well. Mm-hmm. Then in the second half, the Bulls start off in the first three minutes of the half getting outscored like 5-3 to three by okay. the Celtics. Okay. What does Jim Boylan do next? Yanks them all. Subs out all five players again. All right, this is going good so far. Continue. They go on to set a franchise record for worst loss in Bulls history by losing by 56 points to the Boston Celtics. Okay. Then he explains to the media that it wasn't the push-ups. He's disappointed in his players' effort Mm -hmm. and that he yanked all of the best players, all the starters out in the third quarter because he's got a really intense practice scheduled for him the next day. Oh, Doesn't man. want him to be too tired from the game right. for the butt-whooping he's going to give him in this practice. Yeah, he's going to give it to him. This led to players using the group text message okay. to decide whether or not to boycott the practice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did they decide? Apparently, Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markinen helped them decide, guys, we shouldn't boycott the practice. We should go in and we should have a meeting. Mm-hmm. So they have a players only meeting, which is according to sources led by Zach Levine and holiday. It's a Justin holiday on the bulls. Mm-hmm. So they have a players only meeting followed by a coaches, executives and players meeting. 
And in that second meeting, sources said Boylan explained to the team that he had not planned on holding a grueling practice, but instead had planned a light workout and asserted that the team would need to learn to trust him. Oh, okay. Boylan told reporters, however, that he initially planned on having a tougher practice, but after thinking it over, changed his mind. He said that his change in plans had nothing to do with getting <laughs> yeah. wind of players' plans I, to not show up. I'm in control of this team. How dare you? What, did you already read this interview? Because his quote was, I have the prerogative oh, to yeah. change my mind. Right, 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 right. He said this the night before the Bulls lost by almost 20 to the Sacramento Kings. Sure. In this team coach executives meeting, Boylan repeatedly referenced that he has been an assistant coach on the San oh, Antonio yeah. frickin' Spurs. Sirs, I have met Greg Popovich, and you are no Greg Popovich. <laughs> That's exactly what the Bulls players <laughs> said to him. Right. We're not the Spurs, and you're in no way Greg Popovich. Yeah. This is something that we're going to continue to monitor. I, I like how it's a realistic self-own of, like, listen, we are not the Spurs. <laughs> Have you seen us out there? It is very clear that we are not the Spurs. But also, along those lines, you are not Greg Popovich. <laughs> Kind of related, there's a rumor about who could replace the former Bulls hard-ass coach, who is now the current Wizards, or uh, Timberwolves. I'm getting my dysfunctional franchises yeah, confused. I can see where you would. <laughs> so, the heir to Tom Thibodeau, it was rumored this week, Fred Hoiberg. Okay, okay, great. It worked out so well the first time. The first time he replaced him yeah, in Chicago. right. So I've got we've got a friend of the show and a admitted Timberwolves fan, although I don't know how much he's watching this season. He said that the Hoiberg thing is not as crazy as I think it is because Glenn Taylor, the Timberwolves owner, only hires people that he knows and that he is comfortable with. Sure, Hoiberg was on the Timberwolves at one point. Right. Yeah. The one exception that Glenn Taylor ever made. Tom Thibodeau? Tom Thibodeau. Okay. And that hasn't worked out that well for them. Right. Let's keep rolling through the dysfunctional teams, okay? <music> Report coming out that the Washington Wizards players were confounded by their trade this week that sent center Jason Smith and netted Sam Decker from right. the Cleveland right, right, Cavaliers. Right. Yeah. Did you hear that the Wizards players are upset about this? I didn't hear that. I saw that... The Wizards got in on that three-team deal, though. Jason Smith was actually voted best teammate by the NBA Players Association not 10 years ago in 2017. Okay, great. So when, you, <laughs> when you're a team with a little dysfunction, what you absolutely want to do is get rid of the voted best teammate. Sure. This is what the, uh, the quote was that I saw in an article I was reading about this. If the Wizards locker room was akin to a high school lunchroom, mm -hmm. then Smith was the one who would move freely in and out of the different ecosystems, making the emo kids crack a smile, joking with the jocks, and even mingling with the nerds. Are they just trying to say that John Wall is basically Morrissey? Right. I, is this what, am I reading right. into this correctly? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody but, was calling Smith a heartbreaking loss in this trade. Sorry, this just dawned on me. But in that analogy, John Wall is the kid 
who has his own lunch, and he thinks he has the best lunch, but he's checking out everybody else's lunches <laughs> to make sure that they don't have a better lunch than him, or he complains that he wants their lunch. Not in like a, he, he doesn't take it way, but he complains to everyone else that he doesn't have, say, like, a, I don't know, Bradley's lunch. I don't know. <laughs> Dwight Howard's over in the corner. I thought I was your snack pack. Yeah, I got a... <laughs> He, Dwight Howard's just like, I bought a bunch of candy. Do you like candy? Joel Embiid. He was a member of a non-dysfunctional team, uh, mm-hmm. except for you know mm-hmm. their one dysfunctional number one pick in the draft. After this Jimmy Butler trade, just three days ago, has already announced he's frustrated with his role since the deal. Yep, right on schedule. He said, I haven't been myself lately. I think it's mainly because of the way I've been used, which is I'm being used as a spacer. A stretch five, but I'm only shooting 29% from three-point range. Mm -hmm. Brett Brown, coach of the Sixers, didn't necessarily agree that the addition of Butler is the problem. He said, I don't want to connect those dots, but I think in general we all have to do better at creating space for Joel. Matt, what do you what do you predict is uh, in the future tea leaves for this new super team in Philadelphia? I think they'll all get over it. I think this is just the initial getting-to-know-you phase. This is a better team than Minnesota, so I think everybody will be more on board. Uh, it'll be tough once they trade. Everybody's favorite point guard, Markel Fultz, and his buddy TJ McConnell has like an emotional breakdown on the court. But <laughs> other than that, they'll get over it. Or it'll be a mess because Jimmy will ride them so hard that they'll all want off the team again. That's the other option, I guess. One interesting note from uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, of which Jimmy Butler was a guest just this week. He revealed that in the infamous practice where he was, he said in the interview, by the way, that he was yelling at somebody and he didn't want to name names who it was. Or, you know, he was he was annoyed by someone who was saying, you have to practice, you have to play with the first string. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to name names. But obviously it already came out that, GM Scott Layden was the guy that was the victim of his vitriol right. saying, you need me, you can't yeah, win yeah. without me. He said his dominant performance in that practice was all the more impressive because he only took one shot. He was dominating with steals, blocks, and dimes on dimes on dimes, I believe was the direct quote. <laughs> Matt, we've got Suns trade rumors in the air. I don't know if the team would be dysfunctional as much as just normal at this point okay but i have some good news for okay you. what is it according to writer gambard gamba john Gam- john gambadoro i knew you would know him yeah no he's been a radio guy for like 25 years trusted source very trusted sons have no interest in markel Fultz, Fultz mm-hmm. and no desire to take on him and any issues he has right some according people to john some people don't like Gambo. They call him Gambo in okay. Phoenix. I don't know. He's just like a, a New Yorker guy with a big personality, but I very much trust that he is dialed in to Phoenix with his sources. Well, that's good so news if for he, Suns fans. If he says they don't want Markel Fultz, then that's what the sources are saying. Um, they're still going to end up with Markel Fultz somehow, <laughs> but I trust his sources. The Suns are rumored to be looking for a trade partner for Trevor Ariza less than 30 games into his stint on Mm -hmm. the team. Mm -hmm. And Kevin O'Connor said today that it's all but a done deal that he's going to the Lakers. Wow. It's supposedly a three-team deal, and O'Connor didn't reveal who the third team was, but Mm -hmm. 
Kentavious Caldwell Pope is the guy that uh, that seems to be the one that makes sense money wise and and has been in the rumors about this Ariza swap. There's got to get more. If you're the Suns, you're not just going to trade Ariza straight up for KCP. It just it's like completely lateral and doesn't help. You it actually is worse because you're trading someone who someone wants for KCP who n- nobody wants. Yeah, my follow-up question was how was LeBron James able to plant a sleeper a sleeper cell into the Phoenix Suns? I know. It's, we have to Yeah, we have to think like James Jones is looking at this wrong way. It doesn't end up with you giving everybody to LeBron. It ends up with you getting LeBron on Phoenix. That's the that's the it's we're doing everything in reverse, pal. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not going to end up that but you know what? It's going it's happening in reverse. I don't think he's going to want to play with all of the uh, throwaway Laker players that he's already traded to Phoenix. I mean, that's kind of like what happened with Cleveland, right? He traded everything to Los Angeles. That's a good uh, segue because Cleveland has brought one of their own back in the form of Matthew Dellavedova. Oh yeah, that was the that was big. That was huge. Dellavedova said, "I got a call from the GM, the Bucks GM, and he let me know I'd been traded. But then the phone cut out before he could tell me to where." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's tough uh, on the roller coasters, Bob. The cell, cell service goes out on those roller coasters. Yeah, I thought maybe it was just the GM was just like, okay, I, I can't believe Cleveland fell for this. I'm just gonna get it over really quick. Let Deli know. Yeah, you've been traded. Okay, bye. No, get, get, get on. Anyways, he has actually brought tears to his eyes when he was announced uh, first game back in Cleveland before he even suited up. So it's good to see Delhi back, were back the, home. Were the tears in his eyes because he got traded away from Giannis and traded to uh, Dan Gilbert? Yeah, the first game that he actually played for Cleveland was against the Bucks. Wow. Like in two days Cleveland. Later. Well, was it in Cleveland? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Giannis missed the game, which I thought might have been strategic, so they didn't want Della Vadova to, you know, destroy his kneecaps as some sort of, you know, vengeance play. Right. Matt, last we heard from Nick Young, he was celebrating a championship and supporting the legalization of cocaine. That is a long time since we've heard from Nick Young. Just this week, it was announced he's now a member of the Denver Nuggets. Hmm. Colorado. Oh, was, yeah. Was the first state to legalize marijuana. Right. Coincidence. Are you saying they're going to legalize cocaine? Now that Nick Young's there, I think they have their spokesperson. We'll monitor this <laughs> situation. <laughs> I've got a truly disturbing stat about the Houston Rockets. Okay. I'm finally coming to grips that I may be wrong about them being decent at all and having any chance of making the playoffs. Right. So uh, all of us are. Right now, they're on pace to have one of the worst follow-ups to a 60-win or more season in NBA history. Right now, they're on pace to have the third worst follow-up. And if they keep playing like they are now, they'll have 36 wins after having 65 last year. That's insane. Do you have any idea who the top two teams were who had 60 wins and then fell off the worst? Lakers? Not the Lakers. They're they're in there in, like, the top ten. Oh, Atlanta has got to be one. The number one team is the 2010-11 Cavaliers. Oh, that makes sense. After losing LeBron James. Right, right, right. Number two is the 98-99 Chicago Bulls. 
Oh, after, after losing, losing Jordan. Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Phil Jackson. Who did the he- Rockets lose? That's the problem. Okay, Matt. okay, all right. They lost Luke Mbamute <laughs> right. and a guy that the Phoenix Suns are trying to give away for a Contavious Caldwell frickin' Pope. Right. <laughs> I'm just counting on the Rockets' biggest star, that is GM Daryl Morey, to make a trade to save this season. Yep. I've read that the rumors might be for someone like J.R. Smith. Please don't let that be the case, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Who would they trade in that deal? Eric Gordon seems to be the only popular pick, but he's having an awful season. I w- he would be more useful than J.R. Smith. That's my theory. I agree. Thank you. Let's get into this week's Diss of the Week. Yo mama is so fat! First off, you know your franchise is in an absolutely abject, terrible place when the Sacramento Kings are making fun of you. Mm-hmm. So after the Bulls got beat by the Kings, the team's walking back to the locker room, and a reporter hears one of the Kings yell, uh-oh, another two-and-a-half-hour practice for them tomorrow. Ooh, man, <laughs> that's the, deep. At the beginning of this season, you made a bold prediction, predicting that the Kings would go over their Vegas-predicted 26-27 wins. Right. The Kings are dissing Vegas and the betting public, all of them except for you, of course. The 14-win Kings have only been favored to win four games this year, Oh man! according to Vegas. Of the games they've won, they've won by 21.5 points on average. Wait, what? That's right. The, one, the games that they were not favored in. Okay. Another player that's changed teams this year that we don't talk about that much is Danny Green. He's, the new, he's new to Canada after eight years in San Antonio. He mm-hmm. seems to be enjoying the change for the most part. Oh, no. Danny Green says bagged milk in Canada has got to change. Bagged milk. That's how they sell milk in Canada, apparently, in a bag. Okay. I mean, maybe they're just more environmentally conscious. Sure. I hope it's not a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, we have a couple of uh, serious disses coming up here. Kendrick Perkins, former NBA player. He takes basketball pretty seriously. Apparently, mm-hmm. he takes the musical reality show The Voice even more seriously. Okay, okay. He went on Instagram to vent his frustration this week at NBC The Voice. That was disgraceful and dead wrong for you guys to rob DeAndre Nico like that. How can you win a singing competition and don't sing? Please make me understand the logic behind that bullshit. Add Adam Levine, you pulled out your pocket knife and stabbed DeAndre Nico right in the back with that bullshit you pulled tonight. Adam Levine, you are a bullshit MF'er for that hoe shit. Excuse my language, everyone, but that was wrong. Hoe shit by Adam Levine, according to Kendrick Perkins. I don't even know how to follow that up. That first of all, that he has such an amazing thought about the voice. I looked at a photo of this DeAndre Nico. He looks like Sam, or uh, what's his name, Kendrick Perkins. Not Sam Perkins. Yeah. At about age fourteen. Okay. Or maybe at age like two, since Kendrick <laughs> Perkins' age is like Jack. You know, the Robin Williams character. <laughs> I know we already said it. Gonna put it as a contestant for this week's Mm Disc of the Week. The Bulls players telling Jim Boylan, we're not the Spurs, and you're not Greg Popovich. (laughs) Popovich. But this week's winner 
It comes from Daryl Moore, oh, wow. Dork Elvis, okay. hopeful savior of the Houston Rockets. He retweeted Steph Curry, who just had a sunglasses emoji about NASA saying, hey, we'll, we'll give you a tour mm-hmm. of NASA, prove to you that we landed on the moon. Maybe the next time you play the Rockets. Right. Steph Curry tweets the sunglass emoji. Daryl Morey responds to this tweet saying, Today we salute the 400,000 people involved with the six moon landings for keeping their mouths shut for 49 years. Oh, man. He comes right at him. With the numbers. He's an analytics guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the next episode of Brick House. All the trades and all the storylines we want for Christmas. Matt and I are going to see Clippers Raptors tonight and... I'm hoping for an early Christmas gift right now with the with the Clippers win. Well, Kawhi is out and Lou Williams is out, so Pascal Siakam, here we come. We'll talk to you all next week on the next episode of Brick House. Brick House.